So last week, we said, we shared with you that there's three spiritual cause and effect that Jesus actually talked about in Luke chapter 6, uh, verse 27. It was the, it was the, it's where we started. Now, we said that in order for us to live like sons and daughters of God, in fact, as sons and daughters of God, a lot of people thought that to be like sons and daughters of God, we need to observe all the rules, all the laws, be holy, and go to faith class, learn this, that, and the other thing, and learn, you know, just learn different techniques to get people healed, and learn people different techniques to cast demons out, learn different techniques to do different spiritual things. But Jesus explained in, 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 in the scriptures we, we read that is that in order for us to live like sons, we need to live like our Father. And the Word of God says that our Father is kind to the ungrateful, it's kind to the evil, and He was merciful. And we learned last week is that we were told to be like sons of God. We need to love our enemies, to do good to, good to, to do good to those who hate us, and bless those who curse us, and pray for those who abuse us. To the one who strikes us on the cheek, offer the other also. For one who takes away our cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And that's how our Father lived. And if we, we said that if we live that way, if we become individuals that live that way, that we will start to see miracles happen in our lives. A lot of times we were frustrated that miracles are not happening in our life. We're not seeing breakthrough in our lives. The reason is because we have not learned how to live like sons and daughters of God that Jesus is teaching here. Number two, last week, we talk about if, you know, we do unto others what we want others to do unto us. Verse 31, he said, and as you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. The second cause and effect, spiritual cause and effect is this. If you want people to love you, you need to love people. Can I hear an amen? amen. If you want people to be generous to you, you need to be generous to people. If you want people to be kind to you, you be kind to them. If you want people to be friendly to you, you be friendly to them. If you want people to be forgiving to you, you be forgiving also. In other words, whatever that you want people to do, you do to them. In other words, like the Word of God says, we reap what we We reap what we sow. Now, I have this scenario for you as an illustration. Think of it as a spiritual bank. You know, don't worry about credits or whatever. So, so you know, credits, borrowing money, that's, that's not spiritual bank. Spiritual bank is this. is that you cannot make withdrawal unless you make deposit first. This is a spiritual principle of cause and effect, spiritual cause and effect. You cannot make withdrawal of something you have not deposited. If you want kindness, you deposit kindness. If you want generosity, you deposit generosity. You cannot expect people to respond back to you in a way that you have not deposited into their lives. You know, if you ask people to help you out and you wonder why nobody is willing to help you out in your crisis, you ought to ask yourself this question honestly. How much have you deposited? Are you drawing from an empty bank? 
Because if you're drawing from an empty bank, don't be surprised that the ATM will go dee, 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 dee. Well, it doesn't do like that, but you know, it spit up a receipt saying insufficient fund. <laughs> Many of us have insufficient fund experience. We go and we go into crisis, we, we go into trouble, and, and then we we're hoping somebody will come and help us. But we have not made any deposit. We haven't made deposit enough with our strength. We haven't made deposit with spending time with people, sacrificially spending time with them. We have not made the deposit and so now we want to make withdrawal. Well, it doesn't work that way. So Jesus said, one of the spiritual effects is this. As you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. That was the second spiritual principle of cause and effect. This week I want to talk about the third one which is actually quite important. And the third one actually covers the first two too, but from another angle. Jesus said, if you love those who love you, verse 32, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. In other words, even the people in the world understand the banking system of deposit withdrawal. If you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. Today, one of the spiritual effects I want to talk about is advancement. So we talk about uh, you know, making deposits and then you withdraw from deposit. Or you, you, you make deposit in people's lives with generosity, you withdraw from them the same amount. But this kind of spiritual principle is zero-sum transaction principle. Do you understand that? You put 10 in, you take 10 back out. You put 20 in, you take 20 back out. It's like a checking account. You can write checks that you didn't deposit, right? We said that. But God wants to do more than just having us to deposit and getting the same back. He wants to teach us how we can actually advance. Advance in your spiritual walk. Advance in every area of your life. When you repay good, there is no advancement. When you withdraw what you have given, there is no advancement. It's all what I call zero-sum transaction. To advance in the spirit and therefore advance also in life, we need to go beyond that principle of deposit and withdrawal. Now I want you to think of it as investment now. There's a difference between depositing money in an account and then withdrawing the same amount back. Investment is different. Investment is more than just deposit and getting money back. There is a different kind of transaction when you invest. It's different from a repayment. It's different from withdrawal. Investment has tremendous upside. Everybody say tremendous upside. You know, let, let's go back to investment. I want you to shift your mind because I had to shift my mind. When I was uh, becoming older, like around... Um, 
not older, but in my early 20s, I realized that in order for me to achieve what I want to achieve in life, I need to do more than just saving. I need to learn how to invest. So I learned how to invest. And that mentality of investment is quite different from a saver that is putting deposit in the a saving account which give you zero percent or checking account which give you minus percent because they charge you all kinds of fees when you write checks right but investment is quite different the psyche is different your thinking has to change and this is what i had to go through number one is that whenever i make an in the investment i cannot make immediate withdrawal anytime i feel like it once you invest, you got to have to not think about the money anymore. Mm. It's like starting a business. You won't see your money return, at least in the first year. If you need money, if you want to make, if, if money is the reason you start a business, I'll tell you, you probably will fail. Some people like got fired from their work. They say, I, I, I just need money, so I'm going to start a business. You will fail because most business will require that you invest a lot of time, especially when you're trying to invent something or try to take, bring something to the market. When you bring a new service, new product, new ideas, it takes time. And so you got to have to keep dumping money in and you won't see a return. You keep dumping money in, especially in the first year. You lose a lot of money. You feel like you lose a lot of money. And that's why you don't start a business when you really need money. That's a bad idea. Go and get a job. Save up. We, I'll tell you this. The people who succeed in starting business are the people that are passionate about something. Passionate about filling some gap. Passionate about seeing opportunities that they can fill. Those people will succeed in business. They're not even thinking about money. Money actually come chase them. Anyways, number two is this. When you invest... It's quite different from deposit. You see, when you deposit in the Canadian banks, there's this guarantee insurance that the government has that they would have all the banks to purchase to protect the first $75,000 that you would be depositing in the bank. So if the bank go bankrupt, the government is on the hook to give you back up to $75,000 of what you deposit in this particular bank. And that's why it's a good idea. If you have more than $75,000 lying around, you want to spread them out anyways that's another story but anyways but when you invest there's no guarantee you can lose them all okay this is a very important principle i want to remember that there is a risk that you may not see any return in verse 34 it tells you if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive what credit is that for you in other words jesus is saying when you lend forget about the money as if you have lost it Now, I'm talking about advancement now. I'm not talking about withdrawal, deposit withdrawal. That's just zero-sum transaction. We're talking about multiplication in your walk with the Lord, multiplication in everything you do in your life. Is it when you put your resources out, when you put your faith out, when you put whatever energy and strength and, and, and money out, you do not expect something to return. There is a risk that you won't see the money again. That was a lot to swallow for a young man. And I'll tell you, I had to learn, I'd learn it in a hard way. You know, those, uh, those uh, 
financial planner as it were in the old days I don't know how what the rules are I think they changed the rules in the old days is that you know uh, my broker will call me up when they have a, a deal when they have uh, 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 some kind of secrets to tell me that I can make lots of money. And uh, I didn't realize at the time that there are different commission structure for different kind of stocks that they promote. And it's, uh, if the stock is underwritten by a certain institution, they usually give their salespeople more commission. And so the salespeople will basically peddle that stocks. They don't know what's going to happen. So I had a good friend of mine, you know, uh, him, he's a big time rich guy now, but you know, at the time we just all finished university, then he cheap sold me these stocks. And you know, I thought to myself, okay, I can trust this guy, you know. But you know, I've dumped everything I had. I was saving it for my wedding. One day, I was driving my fiance. It was actually around Christmas time. Uh, it was around, uh, it was in, uh, what's that mall here? Dufferin and Yorkdale. It was Yorkdale. I remember it vividly because I lost tons of money that moment. <laughs> I was driving my car, dropping her off to, at the bay to do some shopping. And 680 News, business hour, whatever minutes, 56 and 26, right? Comes on. He says, Ex so-and-so company had just declared bankruptcy. I literally see dollars just flew away. You see, I had not learned the mindset of an investor. I did not know there was risk involved. Whenever there's profit, there's risk. Whenever there's potential for upside, faith is always required. Let me tell you this. In the kingdom of God to advance, we lay down our lives. We lay down and not expecting anything back. Number third thing I learned from investment rather than deposit is the return after a while would be much more than what you put in. That's called advancement. We've learned over time how to invest. And so we see great return. You know, I learned this about spiritual finance in terms of giving. And this is just an example so that we can understand. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not receiving any offering after this, okay? Don't worry. Are we all at ease? For those of you who have been tithing regularly, like my family, we tithe regularly. We tithe, and, and I tell you, God supply all our needs according to His riches and glory. But every now and then, God will speak to me, and I will often debate with Him for a, a few days before I obey about giving sacrificially to either an individual, to an organization, or even to this church. There's this little pool, you know what I mean? Like a pool. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? All of a sudden, you're worshiping God or you're minding your business. There's an idea popping in your head. It's like, oh, in Jesus' name, I cast out those ideas, those ideas, right? I mean, they're so radical. They want all your, you know, just, just. But every single time, listen to this. I take that risk of faith. And I obey God. In fact, I'll tell you this. Sometimes I don't even have faith. I would think to myself, this money is going to be gone for good. I don't think I'm going to see it again. I have discounted it already. 
But I said, God, I, I, you know, your words say press down, chicken to get run it over. I don't believe it. I actually would tell him that. But I'm going to obey you anyways. I will obey you. I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, without failing, without failing, God is always faithful to his word. Always, 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 always. Every time I give, I get. Every time I give, I receive. Every time I put my risk out there, put myself out there, he always proves himself to be true. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. This is, this is obedience. This is spiritual principle obedience that you put yourself out there and put yourself to the place where you expect nothing in return. That's when you see great return. So the principle is this. Never re expect return. When you give, never expect return when you give your time. Never expect return when you give compliments. When you say, you know, you're, you're so, you know, you give compliments to lift people up. Never expect any return. Just give. That's the principle. It's the investment. Don't just, that money could be gone. There's no guarantee. I mean, if you're a smart investor, of course, you, 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 you're trying to mitigate risk. But it's risk nonetheless. There's still going to be risk. Don't worry about how the money you're gonna, how God is gonna bless you back. That's the problem with a lot of believers. You know, especially come to offering time, they all, many, of, many believers have been taught to expect receiving. If you expect return, then it's really not a giving anymore, is it? Are you here? It's, it's, it's something else, it's not giving. When you give, you don't expect return. When you give to people, you don't expect return. Number two is this. As an investor, we never invest compulsively out of emotion. Most people lose money in the stock markets because they use the emotion to invest. When times is good, everybody feels good and they start dumping money in the stock. When times is bad, everybody is scared, they run. They, dump, they, they, they buy at the highest, they sell at the lowest. That's why they keep losing money. It's the same thing. Never allow your emotion to be in play when you give unto the Lord. Never allow people to coerce you. Never give compulsively. Give by faith. Give by obedience. You heard from the Lord clearly and you obey and you will see God will work on your behalf. But never give out an emotion. Never do things out of emotion. Never be driven by emotion. Never give out of pressure. Expect nothing. Give out of faith and give out obedience. Number three. It's like number two. Don't give to get. That's not giving. It's like getting in the business. You have to expect that you're going to lose the business. Be prepared to serve. Proverbs 11.25 says this though. Liberal soul shall be made fat. He that watereth shall himself be watered. Do you know there are two types of people on earth? They're the taker and they're the giver in everything. We don't like takers. We like, we, 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 do, we avoid them because they're exhausting. The taker doesn't mean they take money from you. Some people, they, 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 they're needy. They need some emotional need. They, they want to take from you. They, they suck energy out of you. None of us like to hang out with takers. We do it, some of us, because we are giver. But we all love giver. But in this world, there are only two types. In any transaction, there's two types. Either you're a net taker or you're a net receiver. 
I want to encourage this morning to be a net taker because that's how you advance. Net takers means that at the end of a transaction, whether it's a conversation or whatever, people who had been in touch with you, had an encounter with you, they will walk away being more enriched. They walk away more lifted. So I want to encourage you to be a giver, to give. So for example, if you are in a relationship, the problem with most marital relationships and all kinds of relationships is that people think that their partner can fulfill them. Have you ever heard this term that, oh, you complete me. Honey, if that's what you're thinking, you'll be so surprised and be so sorry after you get married. Nobody can complete you. Only God can complete you. If you look for somebody to complete you, you'll be so disappointed. So when you get into a relationship, don't try to look for other people to complete you. You be the one to give. You be the one who lay down your life. You be the one who want to just give out your life, give up your soul, give up your heart, give up your love so that other people can be enriched. Should you be the one who complete other people? You can't think that way. But I'll tell you this, if you ever go into any relationship thinking that you can get from another person, you'll be very disappointed. In any marriage, in any relationship, any business transaction, you want to make sure that by the time people are finished with you, they're walking away receiving more than what they've given you. That's how you advance. That's how it advance. For example, you know, as, uh, as, uh, if you are in French, if you have, uh, meet somebody today in the lobby after church, you can think to yourself, am I going to be a giver or a taker by the time I finish conversation with this brother? What does that mean? Am I going to need his, his, his compliment, his assurance, so that I can feel better and then I'll just leave him empty and walk away? Or that I'm going to give him more than he give me? I'm going to encourage him. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to make him feel better. I'm going to just make sure that when he leaves this church, he feel all encouraged. He feel all charged up, all refueled because he has spent some time with me. That's the mentality of a giver. You and I need to learn how to be a giver. A lot of times we Christians walk around thinking that, oh, people need to give to us. Oh, people need to be kind to us. Oh, people need to, need to do this for us, do that for us. No, think of it as God is teaching us is that in order for you and I to advance, we need to learn how to be a giver. Because when you give, God is going to bless you. I guarantee you that when you give, you put yourself out there expecting nothing in return. God will bless you and God will will multiply on your behalf. That's how we advance. It's not just withdraw what you deposit. It's to lay down a lot more than you expect to receive. And you will receive a lot more than you'd imagine. I pray that this church will all become encourager and giver of life. When people are done talking to us, they feel like they have received life. When people are done having association with us, they feel lifted and encouraged. They feel loved. You know, a lot of times you go to churches, you go to different religious circles, you feel so condemned. By the time you walk out, you feel like a little ant. Because people have been drawing out of you. You see, you know, when you condemn and judge people, it makes you feel superior. What's happening here? You are taking from people. In a lot of religious circles, people feel, people that feel really superior. And they feel, make people, everybody else feel small. 
But in this house, and I pray that it is your heart in this house, is that you don't come to get. You come to give. Are you here? Come on. Don't come to get. Come to give. Come to look for opportunity to be a blessing to others. Then you will not be disappointed when you leave this place. You know, I've heard many people, they go to different churches, you know, and they say, oh, you know, I, I just don't want to go to this church anymore. I won't go to that church anymore because I feel like I'm not receiving anything. Have you heard that line before? Because these people are takers. They are consumers. They consume. They consume. Oh, it's fine that you consume. Don't feel condemned. You know, some of us sometimes when we are weak, we need to consume, right? I mean, if you're in a hospital, my goodness, you know, like you can't give anything. It's okay. But don't let it be a lifestyle of consumption to take, to take, to take, to take. Learn how to be your God. Learn how to live like God and advance like what God had intended for all of us to advance is to lay our life down to give and be a net giver in everything, in encouragement, in finances, in friendship, in, in anything that we do. Let's be a giver. By the time people are done with us, they need to feel like, man, I feel great talking to this guy. When was the last time you remember that when you're done talking to people, done associating with people, you know they walk away with more than what they had when they came into this conversation with you? This morning, you're all here. I commend you to be here because you found a place that you've learned the Word of God, you can worship God. But I want to tell you this. God has something much more for you. Do you know that you receive a whole lot more coming here when you have a mindset of coming to give? I will guarantee you, your experience here will be drastically, dramatically shift, be shifted to a greater experience if you come looking to give give a compliment give an encouragement spend a little bit of your time sacrifice a little bit of your time let your stomach be a little bit hungrier for a few more minutes so that you can lift somebody up I really appreciate some of the people, especially the prayer team. They come here sometimes, they pray for people too. Everybody's gone, they're still here ministering to people. This a giver. Again, I understand not all of us are in a position to give because some of us are going through a season in our life that we need to be repaired. We need to be amended. We need to be mended. If you're in that season, don't feel condemned. I'm not preaching this to condemn anyone. I'm preaching this so that you can understand that in order for us to advance, and that's what God has called us to advance, in order for us to advance, we need to be able to put something out, not expecting anything to return. That's how you advance. That's how you advance in the kingdom of God. That's the cause and effect in the spiritual realm. To advance, you lay down and not expecting anything back. That's how you advance. So brothers and sisters, be, let it be this week 
experiment it. I could ask you to come out here and repent and say, God, you know, I'm going to be a, a, a more generous person or, or whatever. But instead of doing that, you have the opportunity right after we finish the service to go and see somebody, to talk to somebody, and that you can say something to them or you can give something to them. Or better yet, buy them lunch. Hallelujah. We talked about that last week. You know, to encourage them. And by the time they're done with you, that they would feel better. They'll be more encouraged. They'll be more uplifted. God has called all of us to be agents that lift up other people. I want to encourage you to be that agent this morning. Looking for opportunity to be that agent this morning. And be that ambassador that God has called you to be. And bless somebody this morning. Would you do that this morning? Amen. Amen. Can, all, can we all stand? Every time you do more than you need to, it's an advancement. If you do all that you have to, that's not an advancement. That's zero-sum transaction. But God wants all of you to advance. I promise you this. Give us a season of your life all in. You will see transformation. You will see life become better than what you had. This is one of those moments that you can see advancement. If you take this word and begin to exercise it. You know, I was telling the people in the leadership team and in pre-service prayer and also pre-service huddle, I was sharing with them, you know, a lot of times we just, we just pray for ourselves. We're all very busy for our own needs, yes? Even if they're 28 hours a day, we will still have no time to meet all our needs. Because needs are galore. Some of us are in a sandwich generation. We have to take care of our parents and we have to take care of our kids. We have to take care of both. And the needs is tremendous. Our needs is legitimate. They are real. I understand that. And then we, we're hustling every day from Monday to Friday. Just go out and do work and do this and run errands and take care of things. I understand that we all have to go through that. But they're all at the end of the day so taking care of our needs and the needs of our family members. But I encourage the people in the prayer this morning and I encourage people in, in the pre-service is that this time consider taking some sacrifice to do something outside your own personal need and the need of your friends and your, sorry, the needs of your family, whether it's your parents or your children. Do something beyond yourself. And begin to invest in other people's lives. Take some time out. Take an hour out. You say, I don't have time. Honey, man, even if I give you 28 hours, you still have no time. It's a matter of whether you want to do it. I want to encourage you to do it. Because I want to see advancement in your life. I want to see that two months from now, three months from now, you can come to me and give a testimony and say, Pastor Paul, I did this. I obeyed the word of the Lord. I did this. And guess what happened? This is what happened. I had my advancement. God had taught me how to advance. And this is the reason why you're here every Sunday is that you can learn how to advance. This is the opportunity. This is the time for you to advance. Don't think of my own needs this week. Only. Take an hour out this week. Take two hours out. Say, I'm going to invest in some other needs other than myself, other than my own investment, other than my own thing. I want to invest in somebody else's life. Somebody say that we need more discipleship in this church. You know what discipleship is? It's not classes. It's you be willing to spend some time with other people. To pour your life out to them so that they can become better. That's discipleship. Well, I want to encourage you. We all have needs. Come on, man. We all have needs. You have needs. I have needs. 
Can you do that this week? Can you say, I'm, you know, Father, I'm going to take my time out this week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be somebody that's going to spend like two hours to bless somebody with no string attached. Expect nothing back for the two hours I invest. Be that. Some of you say, you know, I, I work in a job that I give away. Well, that's a job. You get paid for that. You get paid for that. And that's why I don't only do things for the people in this church. When I minister, I minister beyond this church. If you would come, even coming to this church, uh, the, the, the church office, you see that there are people that outside this church coming in. I'm not doing it just for this church. Some of you get paid to do whatever great works you're doing for charity work or whatever. That's great. But you get paid at the end of the day. Do you not? But go beyond something that you will never get paid for. Would you do the Heavenly Father, I pray this morning that you open our heart and motivate our spirit that we go beyond ourselves so that we can advance in the spirit. This is one of those spiritual cause and effect that cause us to advance in the spirit. To invest in somebody else's life. To invest in somebody else's uh, 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 situation. To give our time away. To give our resources away. Expect nothing back. Including those who had hurt us. Taken away from us. We want to give them more. Hallelujah. So that we can advance. I ask for that in Jesus name. I ask for that. And I know that there will be people in this place going to advance so much more in the months to come as they lay down their life as they begin to give into the lives of others that, that they expect nothing back from in Jesus name we pray Amen the, Hallelujah come on let's praise the Lord I want to praise the Lord praise the Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah. It's a season of advancement. It's a season of advancement. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what we're going to do. The worship team is going to lead a song. And we're going to worship. And during the time of worship, if you need to be prayed for, the prayer team will come out. And they'll pray with you and pray for you. Otherwise, God bless you. Have a fantastic week. If you're a visitor, please visit our visitor table. Or go downstairs for coffee. We love you and we'll see you next week.